Welcome, everybody, to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host, Viz, and we have Allison Libby, who is somewhere on that screen. Let's see. (laughs) She is there, and we'll bring her up here. Uh, And Haley Kiefer from the podcast Ruined. How are you guys doing? Hot. Hot. Oh, God. Tell me about it. What about you? Oh, same here. I'm located just outside of Washington, D.C. And it was like in oh. the mid-90s today. Allison, are you with us? I am. I don't know why my video isn't working. <laughs> there um, you go. There you go. There you go. We got you. We got you. So <laughs> I've been listening to your guys' podcast. And I got to admit, just the uh, the idea behind it is kind of ingenious. Now, let me get this straight. Haley, you're the chicken. Mm-hmm. No. No, no, I'm the I'm the horror fan. Allison is the huge chicken. Allison, yes. she's the... so afraid she can't even show up on film. <laughs> she's so afraid she keeps disappearing off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, all I right. don't know. So, my video must be internet. <laughs> so, Haley, you are the big horror fan. Yes, yes, I um, and this all started because Allison, as my one friend who doesn't like horror at all. I knew I could just immediately tell her about a horror movie. I'd be like, oh, you won't believe it happened because she was never going to see it. You know, right. other people might be like, yeah, I might see it. I don't, I don't want to know. She was the perfect person to unload all this spooky stuff onto because as someone who was too afraid to watch it, she still wanted to know what happened and, you know, be a little bit afraid. So Yeah, I think, like, I love the idea of, like, twists in horror and, like, surprises and stuff like that. I just don't want to experience them ever but i do want to know what they are after the fact from somebody so it perfectly so allison let me ask you this have you actually ever watched uh, a bona fide horror film or if you have when was the last time it happened um i saw get out you know i i'm a hero I did that. No, um, I saw Get Out, and I and I and I thought it was great, but I also had nightmares for days after the fact. Um, and then I've seen there's like a handful of I've seen The Shining, I've seen um, one or two other. I saw somebody in college made me watch Saw, so I've unfortunately Ooh. seen Saw. Um, <laughs> and then the the one that always comes up, and people are like. That's a horror movie, and you like, but I love Silence of the Lambs. I think it's a great film. Oh, yeah. But I think it's a thriller. It's not a horror movie. Yeah. It's a psychological I, I so. thriller. Absolutely. Yeah. And let me tell you yeah. guys, I'm married <laughs> to the biggest chicken out there in my wife. I mean, <laughs> that's a tough, that's tough for the relationship. Yeah. You know? We have, you know, we're married for 21 years, and when I hear her coming down the stairs, I already know I got to stop what I'm watching. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I got to stop what we're watching because, yeah, it's going to upset her. Uh, That's just 21 years worth of experience of in marriage Mm -hmm. right there. So, Allison, tell me, who was it that actually came up with the idea? Was it Haley? Was it you? Was it Allison for the podcast Ruined? I think it was kind of like it just kind of evolved. Uh, We always talk about how like. This kind of started because Hallie and I spend all day on Gchat talking. Um, and we were basically doing the written version of this. Like she was telling me, <laughs> she was spoiling horror movies for me, like the same way we do on the podcast, but like in between sending emails, like in text. Okay. And so I think we, I don't know exactly 
who of us like said it should be a podcast, but we kind of landed on that together. And we're both like, yeah, we absolutely, you know, we've been friends for years and always want to work together on something. And then this seemed like the perfect thing to do together. So how long has the podcast been going now? Um, we launched at the end of August of last year. So we're in August, we'll come up on a year. Uh, yeah. But we had actually recorded, it's like we were trying to record on our own, as you can imagine from our technological issues, <laughs> those those episodes are perhaps not of the quality we would have liked them at the time. Yeah. But um, yeah, so probably we launched in August, but we'd recorded episodes like the December previous to that uh-huh. um, on our own. And then we uh, uh, sort of hooked up with this production company, Irony Point, who they have like a podcast branch and they were willing to produce it for us, which is really nice. But um, yeah, this has been uh, since the beginning of our friendship, and and what the world what the world of course needs another podcast. We thought there's not enough podcasts out there. We got to turn this into a podcast. Yeah, we need to. <laughs> exactly. And it was actually it's a great idea. Uh, I just love the whole idea behind it. And you guys take uh, questions and you answer the viewers' questions, the listeners' questions. Now, uh, as far as you go, Haley, I mean, have you been a lifelong horror fan? Yeah, I I definitely feel like even, uh, I remember being in kindergarten, and I was really into, like, any spooky kids book, and I remember reading, um, do you remember this story? It was, like, the the girl with the green ribbon, and it was, was like, a girl, and she she could never take a ribbon off, and then, you know, at the end, a spoiler alert if you haven't read this children's story, uh, her head falls off. Oh. And I remember reading that being so terrified in kindergarten that I hid the book in my, it was a library book, in my parents' home, and they could never find it, so they ended up having to pay for it. But I feel like that, from like a young age, I feel like a lot of kids are like that, like spooky things, creepy things, yeah. were so, I think because it was so out of the ordinary. Like, it was like a world I couldn't even imagine. It was so captivating. And then, of course, you know, Arl Stein, Stephen King, you know, I'm a, I'm a woman of the of of the 90s you know so i feel like yeah i've always liked them and then i i feel like um in my relationship uh with a uh, dave boyfriend of the pod who i constantly reference he does not like horror movies either except i realize he will watch like giallos or like a 70s like more of an art house horror movie uh-huh. so he would never watch a saw but he likes those kinds of movies so it's sort of like Oh, it's nice that, like, even though I'm with someone who doesn't care for horror, I could still... I, I found a, a loophole that I can still watch. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel like from childhood, I don't know, they're just... It's so thrilling. It's like the genre I like above all else, you know? Oh, absolutely. I'm definitely with you there. Mm-hmm. Now, Allison, you are a professional writer, and you have actually written for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Now... Here's a little reverse thing. I have not been able to convert my wife to a horror fan, but she loves this show. And I just walked in and we just started watching it and it just grabs you. So how did you get involved with uh, with that show, which is on Amazon Prime? It's a Amazon exclusive, right? It's an original. Yeah. 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 It's an Amazon original. And we're, I mean, we're both writers. That's how like we know each other. Um, but uh I had worked, written for some other shows, you know, in my career, and and uh, I I had met the people that run this show years back, and and then there just happened to be you know an opening when I was not working on something else, so it just kind of like the stars aligned. But it's a very like perfect place for me. I'm like a Jewish woman, Upper West Side, uh, walked away from like a regular life to like pursue comedy, so like 
personally, I'm like, I understand the story. Yeah. I can write it. <laughs> I, I totally get it. I'm a Greek guy from Queens. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I totally, totally get it. So what's it like being in that writer's room? First of all, on a big show like that, I've always wanted to ask this. How many writers are, you know, we, we hear about the writer's room and stuff that comes out of the writer's room. Is that just a saying or you guys just really mm -hmm. crammed into a room bouncing ideas off each other? No, writer's rooms are like real places where we do work. Um, you know, I also have an office, but we, we do get in the writer's room and it's uh, the creators, Amy and Dan. And then there, uh, in, in addition to them, there's, depending on the season, five or six of us, okay. other writers. So it's small. It's a very small group for how big a show it feels. Now, you're also a comedian. Where would you say your passion lies right now? Is it comedy? Is it writing? What would you say is your 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 heart's passion? I mean, they all kind of are part of a comedy career. Um, I still think the podcast is the most fun I have. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's just me and Hallie goofing off uh, yeah. for an hour, and I get to find out about a horror movie that I will never see. Um, but they all they all kind of influence each other, and you know I'm not working on anything right now, so stand up is kind of my main focus. Mm -hmm. But that that just changes over the course of the year, okay. kind of whatever you're influenced by. Totally, totally get it. And I'll tell you what, I have interviewed a lot of people, a lot of actors, and horror movies you would be surprised how many of them are scared of horror movies. Now, it's something I always want to know, like always would want to know is like, is everybody who's in a horror movie a horror fan? Absolutely or not. Absolutely not. Cashing a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're not. And I would say the majority are not horror fans. Uh, for some of them, they went into doing their first horror movie and uh, completely terrified, but of course, once you're there and you see how it's done and the special effects, for some of them, the fear goes away. For some of them, it doesn't. But doing this now for 15 months, having interviewed well over 70 guests, I am really surprised as to uh, these actors that have starred in some of the scariest movies you can imagine... Mm -hmm are absolutely terrified of horror movies. Uh, it, that's, just, that's so funny. Yeah, it yeah, is. it's really surprising. Uh, so the... Well, that reminds me a little bit of what Hallie, uh, you can explain your, when people are like, I'm too, like even, or me, you've oh, told yeah. it to me as well, like, I'm too scared, like, I can't watch this, like how to kind of like remind yourself. You phrase oh, it yeah. so well about like... I do this all the time. I remember I did this during Hereditary, but, like, just thinking about, like, how many people auditioned for the roles, like, how many people really would have killed to be there, and then how just off camera there's, like, a table with snacks and, like, fruit in bowls. Like, once you envision, once you sort of pull yourself out of the reality of it, which, of course, is, like, what makes horror thrilling is, like, films that can create a whole a universe. But once you sort of step back, it's, like, there's somebody who's, like, exhausted. There's somebody who's, like, trying to learn their lines, you know, all the sort of the mundane stuff of, like, oh, God, we got to stop and, like, reset the lights or whatever then I feel like it's easier to get through those like horrifying moments of like, these are all trade professionals. That is not fake blood, you know? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So Haley inside the horror genre, what would you say is your favorite sub genre in horror? 
you know, I, 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 I go back and forth a lot. I think I'm more of a sci-fi horror fan. Uh, the Thing is probably my favorite horror movie. Um, I, I like sci-fi because I, I sort of feel like I could, I'm more able to imagine it happening. You know, you're stuck in space, you're stuck underwater, you're stuck in Antarctica. It's like, those things do happen. Like, that's a mm-hmm. already a terrifying idea for me to think about. You know, versus like a house. Like, well, I have a house. You know, I, I, I've been to houses. Um, but yeah, something about sci-fi. And, and sort of, it does feel like the lesson of, um, you know, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Yeah. Even though every sci-fi horror movie has that moral, we can't learn in your real life. Mm-mm. You know, like, I feel like people are like, well, what if I could? you know, whatever, send Jeff Bezos to the moon. It's like, I guess, but is that going to pan out? I don't know, you know? So, yeah, I I love, I mean, yeah, I love, across the board, I love horror movies, but sci-fi, I think because I there's like a slightly more of a grain of truth to me about it um, makes it scarier, for sure. So I would assume you are like a big X-Files fan, right? Oh, yes, of course, yes. Again, as a child of the 90s. I, I mean, love X-Files. Now you see that so that didn't scared? scare you, Allison. I I do think as a child I was less sensitive to horror than I am as an adult. I think the older I get, like the more sensitive I am to like any concepts of horror. But like as a kid, I loved the X Files and like the scary stories books. I absolutely read those um, and R.L. Stein. Like I like I did like that stuff as a kid, but like horror movies as an adult. I like can't do. <laughs> <laughs> and I also feel like X-Files kind of reminds you what you said about the sounds and lamps. Like it was a procedural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you have two characters, you know, they're not going to die. You're watching them investigate something, but you're still like, okay, there's no way they're not going to both get out of this. So you can sort of enjoy the thrill without being like, are they going to both be murdered? That's... Yeah. So it's a safer way to enjoy a scare sort of. Exactly. And yeah. there have been some really scary X-Files episodes and one that comes to mind mm-hmm involves one that is very similar to the thing both uh scully and Mulder go to antarctica and they discover yeah they discover that creature that crawls up you know inside the back of people's necks there were some terrifying x-file episodes and for me the subgenre that i can honestly say scares me is the paranormal subgenre ghost okay yeah. Okay. And the reason now, are you someone? Oh yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Go on. Go on. I was say, are you someone who believes in ghosts? Yes. Like, do you, you know, believes in phenomena. That's why. Oh, that makes sense. Then. That's yeah. why well, that it scares me. It scares me because mm-hmm. I believe in it. Uh, it's something right. I never want to experience in real life. Right. I'm not the kind of person that needs to go out and seek proof to believe in it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll leave that up to the people who just have this overwhelming curiosity to capture a disembodied voice on a uh, tape recorder. <laughs> That's not me. That's not me. Definitely not yeah. into that. Now, I heard your latest podcast, and you guys were talking about Nightmare on Elm Street too. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. So do you, Haley, like to go back to like the classics with uh, Allison? Oh, definitely. Yes. I feel like, Allison, I'll let you give your opinion, but... um. Yeah, the classes are classic for a reason, you know? I mean, like, Freddy, I, I think what's fun about Freddy is he's, in, a, in, in certain films, just so over the top that it's less scary but more fun. I made a bold statement, and it's true that I do like A Nightmare on Elm Street 2 better than the first Nightmare on Elm Street, which I understand is very upsetting to people. 
I just did. I, I don't know why. I think the idea of like um, Freddy invading you or making you kill is scarier to me. Like they have an entity yeah. like controlling you. Um, but I mean, uh, yeah. I also, what would you say is your favorite of the classic horrors we've done? I'm trying to think of the other ones. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else we've done. Well, so, The Exorcist, of course. The Exorcist, I think, is really far up there. Um, I do think also, like, what I like when we do the classics is like. These are hugely important movies, both in the horror genre, but also in pop culture. And like mm-hmm. The Simpsons is like one of my favorite shows of all time. And it's like Treehouse of Horror <laughs> episodes are always referencing and like lots of things reference horror movies that aren't supposed to be like yeah. parody horror. So it's like right. for me, when we do some of these movies, I'm like, oh, that's what that like joke is in that mm-hmm. episode yeah. Simpsons. Now I have a reference for it. Like I knew it was Nightmare on Elm Street. I didn't know like what that all meant. So like I like when we do like those kinds of movies because like there are things that come up um, in other work. Exactly. And it's like mm-hmm. exactly. Now, Allison, I gotta say, The Exorcist, one of the most terrifying movies of all time. Haley, it's it's a very difficult movie uh, that no words can give it justice. Okay. Uh, yeah, absolutely not. And we actually did the re-released version with like the extra scenes, which I saw in theaters as a kid. And I remember seeing that. That was one of my formative experiences of seeing. It was like slightly longer with some um, some of the unedited scenes. And then I remember that night, for whatever reason, my entire family we happened to be out. And I came home to a darkened house, and I was like, I can't go inside. She's in there. I, I don't know what to do yeah. about it. But uh, but you're right. I mean, that's true. Like, I'm trying to convey a story to the best of my ability. But there are certain visuals. There's the atmosphere I can't convey. No. And I'm only giving. And that's why I kind of feel like even if you were to listen to them, it's not really spoiled. You know what I mean? Like, you could still enjoy the Titanic, even though, you know, you know, the ship goes down. Exactly. You know, like, even if you heard The Exorcist, there's still so much more there. But I think it's also what makes the podcast fun for people who have seen the movies. It's like. Oh, I'm enjoying the retelling of it as a story, but I still have the other experience of the film itself. Exactly. I don't, Allison. I can't imagine what would have to happen for you to actually watch sit through the entire Exorcist. Like, I don't. We'd be paid a million dollars. I don't even know. I mean, I think a million. I mean, that'll do it. But like, okay. now, do you it's know not- Allison that Linda Blair physically got sick when she saw the final product? Did she really? Yeah. I believe it. Yeah, she. Uh, it bothered her. It bothered her that bad. Now, Haley, you mentioned about the extra scenes in the uh, in the Exorcist. One of those scenes that was cut out from the original movie is when Linda Blair is doing that inverted spider walk coming down oh, the stairs. Uh, I remember. Yes, absolutely. Now that's horrifying, and it's amazing that they cut that out. Because that has sort of become like the staple of maneuvers in demonic possession Mm -hmm. movies. Yes, you're right. The idea of the creepy, the, yeah, like a spidery walk, the inverted walk. Now, according to something I read, the re, allegedly the reason that that was cut out is because when they filmed it, they weren't able to then sort of retroactively take out like, I guess the the stunt woman was on like was suspended or there was something attached to her. Uh-huh. So when they they couldn't clean it up, so it would look like someone was a stunt woman. So it wasn't until later they could sort of CGI that out or it, sorry, it's some other way uh, take that out. Allegedly, that's what I heard. Then they put it back in because they're like, it's two thousand. We could actually make this look convi- compelling. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It is funny how much of you're right uh, a demonic 
possession is all about being servant acrobat, you know, yep. so, and being a very bendy person. Yep. So what do you think uh, about the evolution of horror? Going back from the, I mean, all the rage in the late 70s, 80s were the slasher flicks. Michael Myers, who's still going strong today. Jason oh, yeah. sort of faded. Freddy sort of faded, but they're still huge and they will always be a part of horror history. Uh, what do you think about the evolution of horror with found footage, with the Blair Witch Project going into paranormal activity uh, and everybody trying to come up with something new to break the, the stereotypes that have been overdone in the past? As of today, how do you feel the horror industry is in reinventing itself and still staying scary? I, you know, I this is just my opinion. I think horror is always better when you have like the, a director and a writer who has is bringing a product that they fully conceived. For example, Get Out. You know, yeah. like I didn't think that was the scariest movie, but I thought it was like compellingly written. It was like its own singular idea. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of studio horror now is sort of like somebody, not a writer or director, trying to retroactively be like, okay, people like demons, let's try to go from here, rather than pick from the thousands, I'm sure, of excellent scripts that studios see a year. Yeah. They're like, let's try to sort of, um, it's well, the same as like everything on streaming. It's sort of like, let's use the algorithm to pick for us, rather than let's let a pure weirdo or a couple, our team of weirdos make something very unique. And I, you know, I don't want to tr trash talk any movie, but I will right now because i saw the conjuring three the devil made me do it and i didn't think it was a bad film no. but i do think where they're like well we already have these characters we established and we could do something with it and you know is it going to be this compelling work of art no but we already own the ip you know and i still enjoyed it but there was everyone of like okay well somebody was just someone in a room decided this was going to be a movie rather than someone's like i have an artistic vision of something weird and upsetting that i want to see come to fruition and again i decided like it was such a bad movie i was just sort of watching it's like this could have been a great movie if they had let somebody with a vision like do something stranger with yeah. it but you know obviously i've never made a horror movie that's not a judgment of any horror cr creator of any kind but yeah, I uh, you just always hope that there is the next thing. Like who who is doing a weirder thing? Who is bringing that weirdness that I think horror needs? So it's not just reboots. Which again, I see every reboot, I still enjoy it. But like, yeah. what is what is the thing that we're not having because studios are afraid to do something a little stranger? Exactly. I don't know. I, again, I would like to see it. Yeah, like that I like. I, I would love to see it. I love filmmakers who take risks, and it may fall yeah. flat on its face. Or it might yeah. be a huge success, but there, you know, those who take the risks, uh, I can appreciate that. Now, Allison, when you guys are working on what your next podcast is going to be, is it a collaboration between you and Haley as to which movie you're going to talk about, or is Haley saying, "Okay, we're going to talk about this," and you can either say yay or nay to that? I mean, I do a lot of, you know, deferring to Hallie just to be like, you tell me, like, I don't know the genre. I know the, the big names and the hits and like there's movies that I definitely like request and I'm like, oh, I really do want to know what happens in this. Um, and our listeners, our listeners uh, write in tons of recommendations of things that they either, you know, they love 
or they're like, I'm way too scared to see this movie. Can you guys just do this so that I can listen to it and I don't have to ever watch it because I'm so curious. So like, it's kind of a group effort. Um, and then like Hallie's expertise, of course, is like where I'm like, oh, I've never, like we've done movies that I've never heard of uh-huh. and now I'm terrified by. <laughs> Which would you say, Allison, was the movie that Haley described that just freaked you out the most? I mean, the Baba Duke has stuck with me. Um, it definitely has. But we've done some other. There was a Netflix movie we did, The Wretched. Yes. Was that oh yes yeah yeah the wretched grade i had not heard one thing i'm so scared i can't even be on camera right now um <laughs> i'm the scariest person on this live cast because i keep disappearing um but like i had never heard anything about that movie i had not seen a trailer i had not seen a poster and then i watched the trailer for the podcast and we did the podcast and we did it at a time of day where it had started, it was evening and it was the winter. So like it got dark while we were doing the podcast and we finished and I was like, I gotta like watch Seinfeld or something right now. Like I <laughs> my brain of the absolute abject horror that was just, cause I also think like the movies where like, and there's another movie that we've done that we haven't released yet, but the invitation also. Oh, really, that was such a great movie. Yeah. And, I think about it all the time. Yeah, talk about psychological, you know, something that will mess you up. The Invitation was a great, great movie, and it was just one of those surpriser hits because it was yeah. a kind of a unique story uh, when it came out. And you know what, Allison, I'm willing to bet that a lot of the movies that Haley describes to you, when it goes through your imagination, I think I'm willing to bet at least some of them, if you actually watch them, do you ever ask yourself, they might not be as scary as Haley's describing them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely think, like, it's why books can be so much scarier than movies. Yeah. Like, your imagination can be way more terrifying than what a studio produces sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I don't... There's there's movies that we've done where I'm like, oh, I probably could have seen that because, like, they're kind of, like, the sillier and, like, the more kind of, like, fun ones where it's like, this is horror, but this is also kind of, like fun and not like filled with dread yeah it's so, like there's there's ones we've done that i'm like oh i could see that um but yeah boy. like a jennifer's body or something yeah which yeah, yeah. a horror comedy yeah you know, i think you would like like, that. like ready or not or what you know those like yeah how about shawn of the dead would allison wa- enjoy shawn of the dead you know, I, I I think she would because it is a horror comedy. But I'll tell you, she really does not like any kind of gore, anything to do with the body falling apart, yeah. any kind of blood. So I, I, in my mind, yes, of course, but also my mind has been worked by years of horror watching. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm like, yes, of course you watch this. And then I feel like the second you saw like a zombie limb or something, you'd be like, why am I? Why yeah. do you, This is still gross, you know? Yeah. So I can imagine. Yeah. I, Haley, I don't know if you watched The Walking Dead. But if uh, Allison was to watch the uh, part where Negan basically abolishes two human beings' skulls into mashed potatoes, that would yeah. really disturb her. I feel well. You're definitely right. I feel like we should do like a, a charity, like for charity, where like we watch something and we see how far Allison could get into yeah. it, and people could like sort of donate right. money. And the farther she gets into it, the more money 
we could donate. That might be fun. Oh boy, that's it's gonna have to be something like that though. It's gonna have to be something real gnarly. I know. Yeah. It, um, it'd be for a good cause, and as long as she can keep her eyes yeah. open and keep it, you know, keep watching it, it all it's all yeah, going to really a good fun. cause. So Haley, yeah, I really like What uh, I know doing this show keeps me really busy, and I'm sure it's pretty much the same for you. So, uh, what would you say? What is the last like horror movie that you saw? Oh, I wrote this down because I assumed you would ask me this, and it's the movie Censor, okay. which um, as I saw on streaming. I think I watched it on Shutter. I only look up the name of the director because I wanted to say. Who it was? I liked it. Uh, what was it? Oh, it's uh, Prano Bailey Bond, and the name of the movie is Censor. And it's about like a a woman who works as a, a video, like a movie censor. And uh, so, it, oh, that's why. Right. A good example. No, I, yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt, I but I, I read a review about that, but I haven't watched okay. it yet. I'm I'm curious about it. Yeah, and I think it's what's what sort of they're playing with in the movie is sort of like if you are watching these movies as your job all the time, what are the effects on you? Are, will the lines of reality becoming blurred? And I, I like that. I thought that was an interesting way to approach it because I guess in the UK they sort of have this in a way that we have a satanic panic or sort of fears about different you know like eighties hair metal or whatever. They had video nasties, which is like. The idea that movies uh, were sort of corrupting people and causing them to commit violence. That which is also a whole, a whole 90s thing here. Yeah. I think you never hear about that anymore. But it was all like yeah. oh, video games or movies are making people like be violent. I guess we have bigger problems. So they're kind of people are like, whatever, it is what it is. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I want to say I watched it on Shutter. I could be wrong with that. But um, yeah, I think worth a watch. I'm a, I didn't know that was out because I read a review to our audience about that last week. And I didn't know it was out yet. Now that I know, I think it probably just came out. Yeah, I, because I, 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 I just watched it on Friday, so it might have just come out last. Well, week. you may have just given me my movie pick for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> now, Allison. Okay, so uh, Haley just said you don't like blood, guts, gore, yeah. <laughs> but you sort of hinted that you like, uh, like Silence of the Lambs, the psychological. Yeah. Which for a lot of people, it's reversed. They can take the mm-hmm. the blood, guts, and gore because they know that's fake. They know it's uh you know sausage. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, are you totally okay, or is there a limit with you when it comes to psychological thrillers? I mean, what I like about a psychological thriller, and like also what I like about horror, is I feel like it. You know, we've talked about this on the podcast. We're both comedy people, like. It is kind of like comedy, like you're leading somebody somewhere and then you're you're changing directions mm-hmm. and, and not tricking them. But, you know, there's a lot of the same tropes yeah. are used mm-hmm. in comedy and in horror and stuff like that. So I feel like I just really respond to that as like a viewer and as a, a professional, I think. Like, I'm yeah. just like interested, in like, how did you get everybody to think it was this? And then it's like... <laughs> you know, a mystery. I like kind of like trying to put a puzzle together of like what's happening. So like when a movie is just like, oh, this maniac keeps stabbing people and there's not really a why. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know why, like, why would I watch that? But when it's like, who is killing these people? That's like more interesting to me. So like, 
I definitely like, you know, where the line blurs for psychological thrillers and horror, I I can't exactly figure out where that is. It's going to, it's like a trial and error, uh, which what gives me nightmares and what did I like kind of thing. Um, But I, there is definitely a line where I'm like, well, now we've dipped into psychological horror and that's absolutely Mm -hmm. not exactly like, you know, that's not for me, but like the thing, you know, the psychological thriller. And I even think like The Shining lives a little bit more in that world than it does in horror. Yeah. Um, Where does Hannibal so, yeah. Lecter fit in there for you? I mean, I think, and I've seen, you know, Silence of the Lambs. And then also, um, I know I saw at some point and I read all of the books, um, Hannibal or Red Dragon yes. or whatever. whatever yes. Like the prequel and the sequel or whatever they are. Red Dragon came before, yeah. Yeah, those both felt more violent, Mm -hmm. I feel. I feel like Silence of the Lambs, like, it's violent. It's about a man who murders women and wears (laughs) a suit and then consulting a cannibal. So, like, I know there's violence. But I think the the movie adaptations of those two books on either side of it were just gorier. Yeah. Yeah. And just not as classically good as Silence of the Lambs is. Um, would, would, you bring up a great point with uh, the whole Silence of the Lambs. Haley, have you been watching uh, Clarice on CBS or have you not? I'll be honest, I watched the pilot and I was like, ah, I'll try to watch some more and I just haven't. So, you know, uh, have you been watching it? Oh, yeah. I, I love it. Uh, we've had, oh, great. Okay. I, I mean, it is a pickup. It takes place a year after... The movie Silence of the Lambs with Mm -hmm. Jodie Foster. Uh, They did some great casting with uh, Clarice and Rebecca Breeds. It's really, uh, it's an amazing show. Unfortunately, because of Hollywood rights issues, we don't know if there's going to be a season two. But that's a whole, that's a whole other matter. But uh, it's not gory. It's not even as psychologically scary as Silence of the Lambs. So, Allison, if you want to just dip your toe into a little bit of TV that I think (laughs) would definitely, you know, be in that your side of the fence, I would recommend Clarice on CBS. Yeah, I have to. I mean, I I do love the movie, so I feel like (laughs) a good chance that I'll like the show. Exactly, exactly. So... Haley, you said sci-fi is like Mm -hmm. what you love in horror. Going back to, you know, a little kid, what is the first movie that you remember watching? You talked about books and how that got you into it. But do you have like an image seared in your brain of the first horror movie you watch? What is it? Absolutely. Well, I can't say for sure it's the first one, but it's just the first one that I can remember. I remember being at my friend Whitney's fifth, fifth, uh, I guess we were in fifth grade, so 11th birthday party. And, you know, we're all 11. And I guess maybe, like, maybe our parents were like, whatever, they're old enough. And I remember we watched The Poltergeist, oh. another favorite of mine. Yeah. And I was terrified. And I kind of, like, fell asleep during the movie while everyone else was still awake. And when I woke up, I woke up to the scene of the cameraman who was accompanying sort of the paranormal investigator tearing off his own face in the bathroom yeah. mirror and i remember waking up being like i'm not i i shouldn't be watching this <laughs> i you know it's funny because the next day like we were all freaked out and the next day my friend was like mom why did you let us watch this and she's like 
oh, it was so over the top. I thought you would knew it wasn't real. And I was like, I knew it wasn't real, like, but it still was scared me so badly. And uh, here we are, you know, so I guess in some ways I should, you know, write her mom an email and say thank you to give me a lifelong interest. But yes, I will always remember waking up and just seeing just horrifying yeah exactly now on your guys's podcast which again is called ruined uh i know you guys take letters uh at least you you start off the show by reading questions and so on yeah. how important is it for you guys to bring in that viewer interaction oh, oh very, I, I mean yeah very i think like you know i'm not i wouldn't consider myself a member of the horror community though maybe now i am but i know that it's a it's a genre that's fandom is very like devout, uh, devout and rabid in a very good way that like people really have a lot of opinion in the way that like, I don't think other film genres have like such a central, like, like such a fan base yeah. like, and such a like knowledgeable, like things like that. So I feel like for me, I think it's great. Cause I'm like, Oh, like, of course, like these people who love horror are like chiming in with like, interesting questions or like you know extra info that like we didn't know and like that's just very fun um so i i think it's important like i think we both really like that exactly I, oh yeah yeah me too and when i do my solo shows where i don't have any guests i totally just bring in the audience with me we'd go over the the headlines I will share my opinion. I love to hear their opinion. It's fun. That's why I choose to do this show yeah. live. It's because it's yeah. a lot more fun when you have people responding to you. So, you know what? I'm going to try to ruin a movie for both of you. Now, Haley, okay. I'm going to assume you have not watched this. It's a 2014 movie called Inner Demons. Have you watched no, it? No, I don't think okay. I don't think I have. Great, no, I have not familiar. So Allison, <laughs> you know, listen to this, okay? Um, I saw this movie years ago and I rewatched it again. And the star of the movie is gonna be my guest here July 9th. Uh, oh great. So that's exciting. The the it's a basic demonic possession movie, but mm -hmm. here's the kicker. The way it's shot, uh it's in you guys know that uh that show intervention where people yeah. film somebody oh, yeah. who's trying to get clean. It is, it, it's a footage film uh, with that kind of uh, background. You have a film crew that is going to, they trick the person who's going to be intervened on thinking that they're doing a documentary about them, but it's really an intervention. But we find out that this girl is actually using drugs because it's the only way to keep the demon inside her at bay. Uh, I mean, I love that movie because it's a really interesting concept. Now, please, guys, I'm not out there uh, endorsing anybody who thinks they're demonically possessed to go out and do heroin. I'm not doing that. But just the concept of uh, this girl who years earlier she was with a group of people high school or middle school friends and they played a joke on her they brought her into a room and they had her do this ritual and she started going into a seizure and they freaked out and they left her alone right there on the floor having oh, a seizure and at that point she got possessed by a demon so the way as the years progressed and this demon was oppressing her 
was she turned to drugs and she found that by using drugs, it kept the demon at bay. So when the intervention crew arrives and they do the intervention, and of course she's hesitant at first, but she agrees to go to intervention. And lo and behold, when she's detoxing at the rehab facility and the drugs are wearing off, guess who rears their ugly head? Mm -hmm. Uh, The demon himself. And it's a great movie. And uh, the reason I bring this movie up, because it's it's storytelling. And I like Mm -hmm. unique storytelling that just doesn't follow a predetermined set of tropes and cliches that we've Mm -hmm. seen over and over in horror movies. And I'm all about the story. I'm all about the Mm -hmm. writers, you know? The writers are what make a movie or a TV show. So when I see an interesting story that's unique and the concept of this, of, wow, Mm -hmm. this girl has come up with a way to keep the demon, literally the demon Mm -hmm. inside her at bay through drugs is phenomenal. Uh, and to spoil the ending for you guys, this is where I ruin it. Uh, one of the cameramen, uh, actually becomes really close to her and he starts to believe her after what he sees that this girl is being plagued by a demon. So while she's in rehab, uh, and she's just completely losing it, this demon is completely is possessing her. He gives her drugs. And it sort of brings her out of it, but they, the rehab center finds out that she started using drugs. Mm-hmm. She gets kicked out, um, and she, you know, her parents lock her up so she won't get drugs inside the house. The guy mm-hmm. that's been falling in love with her does an exorcism. But here's yeah. where I'm going to ruin it for you guys. The dad, who is a drunk himself decides Mm -hmm. to do a murder-suicide, family annihilator. He kills his daughter, his wife, and then shoots himself. And here's this poor guy who was doing an exorcism just by what he read off the internet or whatnot and was Mm -hmm. successful. And in the last minute, the father comes in, blows her brains out. Okay, Mm -hmm. so the possessed girl is is dead. The father shoots himself. And the way they end it is the demon that was inside her takes over the camera guy. I mean, wow. it's just messed up. Yeah. Messed yeah, up. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, I definitely want to see that movie now, even though you've ruined it. <laughs> I love that. I, I mean, like, I love that, the, you know, that's the, the central metaphor, you know, of the inner demon. Um, man, that's, yeah, I need to see that. That's, yeah, that's yeah, incredible. It's, it's, it's. I believe it's on Shutter or Amazon or one. It's you'll you'll find it. It's out there. It's called Inner Demons, and I'm always on the lookout. I don't know how you do it, Haley, but when I'm done working for the day and I sit down in the couch mm-hmm. before I'm ready to bed, I have a little system of how I'm gonna pick a movie. Okay. Okay. Let me show you what my system is. I first go through whether it's Shutter or Amazon or. Hulu, and I go through the horror section, I, of course, read the synopsis. Okay, that's step one. If I find a synopsis that interests me, step two is I go to IMDb. And this, I have a minimum rating on IMDb to proceed to step three. 
it has to be at least a five or above. Okay. So if the synopsis grabs me and it has a good, mm -hmm. you know, pretty decent viewer score, then I will proceed to actually watching the movie. So with time being precious, how do you, mm -hmm. with the just overwhelming content that we have available to us nowadays with all these different mm -hmm. streaming services and you sit down at the end of the day and you just want to relax and watch a horror movie how do you decide mm -hmm. how do you pick what you're going to watch this is a, a very hard question that i don't know haven't been able to really fully answer um i definitely i read a, a website called culture crypt okay. um and I don't, I don't i only know it because this person i don't know anything about them is that they review, I mean, virtually every horror movie. And I feel, I trust their opinion. And then other than that, you know, if I'm on Shudder or Amazon Prime or whatever, I'm definitely reading their ratings and their reviews. Not that I'm saying, oh, if it got bad reviews, I'm not gonna watch it. I watch things with terrible reviews and I have a great time because my, uh, what I want in a horror movie is not necessarily, it's a great film. Like sometimes I wanna watch like, this is goofy or this is bad. That's fine with me, this is bad, and then bad acting. I don't care about that. But it is so hard because, well, also in my household, by I feel like my boyfriend, like we watch, we watch pretty much everything together. So it's like, oh, is he in the mood for horror? If not, we're going to watch The Critic, available on Crackle, in yeah. case anyone was about to watch The Critic with John Lovitz. But other than that, like, for example, like, Censor, I watched that alone. And I was like, going through Shutter, going through Amsterdam Prime, like, oh, I've read about this, I've heard about this, I'm just going to uh, roll the dice on this. Um, but yeah, it's an ongoing, yep. I, you know, an ongoing issue. I'll be, I'll someone else. I'll watch a movie if I don't like it for two minutes, and I'll stop. You know, well, yeah. so if, I'm with you. I will do it. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you too. But yeah, it's yeah. I'd love to know every. I like the idea of having a process, and I'd love to know other people's processes. How do you? How do they feel like they found their way to do it? I don't know. Have you seen Terrifier? With the creepy yes. clown? Absolutely, yes. Have you told Allison about that one? No, that's a good one. We should do that. Allison, do Allison Terrifier uh, has one of the uh, the best way to describe it is nastiest kill scenes I have ever seen in horror. And you know what I'm talking about. The inverted girl, Haley, who gets split down the middle with a, with a hacksaw. So, uh, Allison, if you let your imagination <laughs> wild run wild... <laughs> Picture a pretty much naked woman uh, tied upside down, and she split yeah. in half, literally, <laughs> with a hacksaw. Ugh. Ugh. Doesn't that make you want to turn to horror it. right then yeah, and there? Picture it. Yeah. <laughs> so, after, so, so, Allison, I mean, after you guys do uh, a review, does the imagery linger with you for a while? Yeah, and I think, like, because the way we structure the podcast, I watch the trailer and then hear Hallie explain it to me all the way through, that, like, it it does feel like it possibly is almost scarier than seeing the movie, mm -hmm. because, like, in many of the movies, there is an ending that feels, like, relief. Yeah. And I don't get that. I mean, I get Hallie telling me that, but, like, the trailer is still kind of, like, how I experience, like, the vibe and the visuals. Yeah. So, like... Those really do stick with me. And there's some really terrifying trailers out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always say, you know, you got to be careful with trailers because it could be an absolutely horrible mm -hmm. movie, but they mm -hmm. can put an absolutely amazing trailer together. Oh, yeah. It's, a whole, it's an art form. <laughs> so what, let's step yeah. away a little bit from horror. 
Allison, what would you say is your genre? Comedy, romantic comedy, uh, drama? I like comedies. They don't really make many anymore. Um, but I, I mean... A big studio comedy. There's not. There, nothing's really ever as fun as one of those. Uh, Wayne's World is the best movie I've ever seen. So like, <laughs> I truly, I love that. I, I, I think the thing about me that like is that I actually am not a huge movie person. Like, okay. I am a TV. I like TV more than I like movies. Um. So like, sometimes I'll go a year and I'm like, oh, I saw like four movies this year. Whereas like I've watched everything that's come out on television. So. so let's go to Miss Maisel. I love that show. I, I mean, I'm not just a horror person. I love that show. I think it's hysterical. It has great acting. It has great writing. I know you've written for this show. Uh, if you can sort of separate yourself from that, do you find that show funny? Do you find it? Do you know exactly why it's such a success? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, what makes it such a success is, like, the all of the elements that combine to, like, I mean, the visuals of that show. I mean, we talk about horror and how, like, important visuals are. Yeah. And, like, it's true for Maisel, too. It's such, it's, I think it goes down really smooth. It's beautiful. The costumes are really good. The music is really good. The banter, you know, the, the, the acting and the, the clip of the dialogue yes. is very, I think it all, like, more than any one thing, like it's very funny or it's very cool. Like it's just that it kind of all combines to make like a very special finished, pro like it feels like a very collaborative show where like, I do feel like every element yes. of, of the production is considered important. Exactly, exactly. And uh, I believe it wrapped up its second season a while ago and I do hope there's gonna be a season three. There is a season three. It's already out. Um, we just we we just finished shooting four like this month. Okay, so three is done. Four is going to be coming out hopefully soon. Four will come out this year, hopefully. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> and are you you're still writing for the show? Yeah. Well, we just finished the season, so now I'm I'm. Okay. Free, okay. That is so cool. I think. <laughs> so if anyone's hiring. Yeah. So if anybody <laughs> out there uh, runs a television show, please call me. <laughs> so you guys are coming up on your one year anniversary for Ruin. Congratulations, yeah. by the way. Thank you. Uh, how do you see it moving forward? Because we know shows are always constantly evolving. Mm -hmm. You got to keep evolving, or else if you grow stagnant, it's going to get old. How do you see Ruin moving forward? Well, I think we're sort of taking a, a page out of your playbook and we are planning to do a live show. Um, we haven't picked the date, but definitely um, before the end of summer. I feel like a live show is like the natural. I mean, like I watch podcasts live on YouTube yeah. all the time. I feel like you'll love, you know, if you're listening to us, you you're, you'd probably enjoy watching us as well. You know, we're going to, we, we got to make a drinking game. You know, yeah. we're going to, we want to involve, you know, sort of the chat function like you have. And um, yeah, I think that's, that's definitely the most, the nearest goal of ours is uh, to do that within the next month or two. And yeah. yeah, I, yeah, I think that's, other than that, I mean, listen. Find a way to, exactly. I mean, there's, there's, there's four TV shows that I think mm -hmm. are such a good fit for what we do that like, I think we're going to try and maybe figure out a way to incorporate horror TV into what we do. Mm -hmm. um, and just finding like new things, like, I mean, I already love the pitch of like raising money by seeing how many minutes I can last into a horror movie. Like things that kind of are like fun one-off adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> Great, but like, 
I, the beauty of the podcast is there's so many horror movies that like I don't feel like we're ever gonna have to pivot. Like exactly. I think we there's just yeah the world is so open to us and there's so many movies that people request and that keep coming out and other class. So I think that like there's and, you know and especially now with television. Uh, mm-hmm. It used to be to really see the scary stuff, you'd have to go to the movies. Now, television, <laughs> in a lot of ways, yeah. has surpassed films when it comes to whether it's psychological horror or blood, guts, and gore. Do you agree, Haley? Oh, yeah. I was just thinking about, like, Hannibal, the show. I mean, there's no way Alice would watch that. Um, I mean, visually stunning, mm-hmm. incredibly gory very psychologically traumatizing you know and you know as much if not more so and in 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 a span or a scope that you just wouldn't have been able to do if it was a movie so i I think you're absolutely right i mean yeah we're never gonna not see horror movies in the theater but tv especially on streaming is i hopefully will continue to open up more and more opportunities for horror creators Exactly. and i'm listen my thing is i'm already watching them so we might as well do them for the podcast exactly you know (laughs) you do what you love and if you guys love it i think it's awesome i think you guys have a great idea uh i'm going to be listening to a lot more of your shows so right now is it on you guys do a show once a week um, yeah, our, uh, our podcast, the episodes come out on Tuesday and, uh, we've been doing sort of like one off, we've been doing it once a month. We're hoping to do it more We're, we have, we have guests sort of discuss a specific movie. Um, and that sort of will just sprinkle through the, um, the month, but yeah, at least every Tuesday if you sign up for us, wherever you listen to your podcast, you will get an episode of ruined. Um, yeah, That's please listen. Awesome. I feel like, I feel like your fans will, your, your, your yeah, listeners feel, absolutely. Will enjoy it. I've Perfect listened to night. it and I recommend it to you guys. It's funny. Uh, just like, a, like Hallie said, whatever is your podcast, uh, platform of choice, go look it up. It's called ruined. It really is funny. It's informative. Uh, we are out of time. Can you guys believe that hour flew by already? <laughs> uh, I, I can only I can only believe it because like the temperature in my apartment has increased every yeah. minute. Because <laughs> I always, I'm like, I could get better audio. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having us. No, thank you for being here, Allison Haley. Uh, it's been an absolute treat and honor to talk to you guys. Uh, I appreciate what you guys do with your podcast. I think it's awesome. Keep it up. I wish you guys nothing but the best. And I see no no reason for your show to continue taking off. And you guys are great. Your lips to God's ears. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I want to thank our audience for tuning in. Again, the name of the podcast is called Ruined. Uh, I definitely, you know, uh, urge you guys to check it out. You won't be disappointed. Allison, Haley, thank you so much for joining us. Guys, I'll be back on the air again tomorrow night. Till tomorrow, stay safe. And on behalf of Haley, Hallie and Allison, stay walking. Good night.